Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Wednesday. It is March 9th. We begin with another prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, we beseech you, absolve your people from their offenses, that through your bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. All right, we're continuing through the book of Hosea. Today we're going to read all of chapter 5, so verse 1 through the end of the chapter, which is verse 15. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear this, O priests. Pay attention, O house of Israel. Give ear, O house of the king, for the judgment is for you. For you have been a snare at Mizpah, and a net spread upon Tabor. And the revolters have gone deep into slaughter, but I will discipline all of them. I know Ephraim, and Israel is not hidden from me. For now, O Ephraim, you have played the whore. Israel is defiled. Their deeds do not permit them to return to their God. For the spirit of whoredom is within them, and they know not the Lord. The pride of Israel testifies to his face. Israel and Ephraim shall stumble in his guilt. Judah also shall stumble with them. With their flocks and herds they shall go to seek the Lord, but they will not find him. He has withdrawn from them. They have dealt faithlessly with the Lord, for they have borne alien children. Now the new moon shall devour them with their fields. Blow the horn in Gibeah, the trumpet in Ramah. Sound the alarm at beth We follow you, O Benjamin." Ephraim shall become a desolation in the day of punishment. Among the tribes of Israel, I make known what is sure. The princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark. Upon them I will pour out my wrath like water. Ephraim is oppressed, crushed in judgment, because he was determined to go after filth. But I am like a moth to Ephraim, and like dry rot to the house of Judah. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his wound, then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to the great king, but he is not able to cure you or heal your wound. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim and like a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear and go away. I will carry off and no one shall rescue. I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face and in their distress earnestly seek me. As I've mentioned several times as we've been reading through Hosea, there is so much here that is hard for us to read and so much that is hard for us to hear because it involves the punishment of God. But we have to remember that God is a God who he disciplines his children. The people of Israel had turned away. Uh, remember the language that has been used here, the example that has been used. They are a an unfaithful bride. God has bought them. God has uh, rescued them. God has brought them to himself but they have been unfaithful to him, and now he is punishing them. And I think it's important that we remember, as much as none of us likes to be disciplined, and, and none of us likes to do the disciplining either, it is an important thing. It brings the people of God back to him. And when we are disciplined, the, the goal is not that we would be punished with punishment as the goal. The goal is to bring us back, to cause us to repent. And so this is a good thing. We see that God punishes disobedience. 
God punishes sin. Do we want to serve a God who does not punish sin, who just lets things slide? No, we don't. That, that's one thing that we appreciate about the story of the gospel. God pours out his wrath on Christ. He does not just let sin slide. Sin is still punished, but forgiveness comes because of the work of Jesus for us. That is great news because God is able to hold up his justice while still being gracious and merciful to us. And so we see here what God is going to do as we look at verses 9 and 10 of chapter 5. Ephraim shall become a desolation in the day of punishment among the tribes of Israel. I have made known what is sure. The princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark. Upon them I will pour out my wrath like water. Isn't that unbelievable language? I will pour out my wrath like water. Let's remember uh, the idea of water. It, it comes from the sky. It uh, It is there in the sea, in the ocean, in the rivers. And it is there, and it just seems to constantly be coming, right? Water can come from the sky, and, and suddenly you have a flash flood, and it is, it is just poured out, and, and it can cause all kinds of damage. And like with the, with the ocean, what do we see? We see that God, um, that the water is, is there, and there's nothing we can do about it. Just as God's punishment is there, and it is something that they have to live with. God pours out his wrath like water. And we see at the end of this passage that, that God doesn't mince any words here. He says, I will be like a lion to Ephraim and like a young lion to the house of Judah. And I, even I, will tear and go away. I will carry off and no one shall rescue. God is more powerful he will do what he wants to do. He will carry them off. He will take them into exile. This punishment will come. And God says, I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face and in their distress earnestly seek me. God is saying, I am doing this to cause them to repent. And if that means that I have to carry them away, I will not bring them back until they turn from their sin and repent. God is calling his people to repentance. The goal here in what God is doing is not punishment for punishment's sake. It is punishment in hopes that the people will return to him, that they will see that he is their only hope, that he, that he is the one that they must follow. And I think that all of us have been in a position where we've been confronted with something that we've done. Maybe it was with our parents or with a spouse or or with our, our, our friend. And there's something about knowing that we've done that that causes us to truly feel the depth of, of what we've done and how we've, we've wronged someone, right? Um, it's really easy to the things that we do to be satisfied with them when it's just us that really is forced to deal with them. But once we know that it's hurt, hurt someone else, once we know that we've been caught, uh, it changes our perspective, does it not? And that's the goal of this discipline here. God is going to carry him away so that they will understand that they have wronged him. They have been an unfaithful bride and they need to return to him. They have to seek his face and in their distress, earnestly seek him, go after him, desire to keep his commands. And so may we be a people of God who does what the last verse here has to say for us. May we acknowledge our guilt before God. May we seek the face of God. May we earnestly seek him. 
And may God have mercy upon us. May his Holy Spirit convict us of our sin. And may we turn towards him. Let us go to prayer. Triune God, we know that you discipline your children because you deeply love us. Grant that we would respond to your discipline in repentance and faith. May we acknowledge our guilt and earnestly seek you. Today, we lift up the missionaries that our congregation supports around our nation and around the world. We remember before you today the ministry of Clay and Krista Harris, who serve with the campus ministry crew. Bless them with perseverance, that they might continue to pursue the ministry that you have called them to. And we put our trust in you today, and we ask that you would grant us a trust in your sovereign will for our lives. May we rest in the sufficiency of Christ for all that we need, knowing that he is the one who feeds us and the one who fills us abundantly. Help us to be deeply satisfied in you. We pray this all in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, have yourself a most excellent Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 